poverty. Can you line up like ten of these, please? <laughs> <laughs> I live in poverty. Shut up. You all have parents and shouldn't lose. All I have is me and myself. I didn't expect. This is what Kieran said. I'll be honest. I expected a pint glass <laughs> no, of water. As for me, I don't wash it. Looks <laughs> oh, like the little cups you get by the dentist. So like it is. Would you yeah. like a teaspoon of water? <laughs> <laughs> Right, um, just, are you ready to get going? Yes, we're yeah. ready to get going. Yeah, so in this episode, this is Kyle, Kyle Morrison. Introduce yourself, Kyle. Hello, I'm Kyle. I'm I'm a little atheist, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I'm a geology student. I've just graduated from my master's. I'm going to be going to Australia to do my PhD on meta-analytics of some sort. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do it on, but I'll probably birds to be honest. Uh, prob- probably birds. Probably birds, probably but birds. something this to do with the, the this, this man is renowned for his <laughs> immense, vast knowledge on People birds. People near and far reno- call him the bird man. Yeah. Give bird us a bird man. fact. A bird fact? Um, a hummingbird is the only bird that can fly backwards. Whoa. Make a bird sound. Really? Uh, the man's a bird expert, in my opinion. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we know Kyle both from again past past work, past colleagues. Kieran, Kieran, rather for yeah, the door robbers, flipping <laughs> madness that that was. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we we'll probably have him on multiple times. But at least in this discussion, it's it's gonna be a pretty. It's not gonna be like too. It's like, not gonna be a battle. No. It's not gonna be a, a flipping Christian versus no, I just atheist. Think- just your opinions on things it's, and like I, why you think I would like to know why you think things rather than or why I shouldn't think things yeah, if yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. Um, so. it's uh, we're just sitting here we're going to be talking about our experiences how we think what we think and we're not going to try and like clash it's just going to be a because uh, uh, Josh and I have talked to Kyle before just about stuff and you know, and it went well because we're still friends. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just a, one of those conversations that people have sometimes that are a little deeper than, you know, usual, oh, what's the weather like and stuff. And we thought that we would share one of those conversations with our viewers. Yeah. I think as we've discussed before, to be honest, I think we have sort of the same motives of life. We all think it's precious. We all mm. think, well, to me, this is it, the 100 years or the 90 years that we're here. But I think we both appreciate that it's precious mm. and we need to live it to the fullest no matter what the case is. Okay. And I think when it comes down to things like that, there isn't as many differences between opinions I agree. as can be thought. I, I don't agree. think it helps too much, say, for the sort of Christian debate of sort of Christian versus atheist. Like I would say I'm an atheist, but in the meaning of the absence of a God and like beliefs, mm. I don't believe in a God being an atheist, but... As I said even earlier and things, if Jesus was to come down in a horse and cart and stuff, obviously I would believe it. So in that way, every atheist is truly slightly agnostic because Christianity is unfalsifiable with the claims. You can't 
so you if, can't f- on f- like falsify so them. If Christianity was true, would you be a Christian? Yes, there of course. Go. Okay, no problem. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. So me and Kyle, we're, we're we're both aware. We have this idea of you know the uh, I can't remember what was it like very ver- some veritas or some plain words of truth okay some yeah these guys they held these uh christian versus the atheist debates of like you know richard dawkins and Christian. yeah like i don't like sort of the new atheism yeah as such i don't think that's useful yeah so they... too many things i get it's good to get your point across and things but this the exact reason that a lot of atheists don't like religion is because they preach it to you so why would we preach being an atheist? Because I think that's exactly the thing that's wrong. Okay. I get. I love Richard Dawkins. He's a brilliant scientist and things. He's like writes great, great books. But to me, he's a great scientist. It isn't necessarily hundred percent great the way he approaches to tackle sort of Christianity mm-hmm. and religion. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's exactly fruitful. Same. I love Christopher Hitchens. He writes great, really great points. I think. A lot of what he says, particularly against Islam and things, is correct. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's good, a lot of the things that goes on in Islam. However, I don't think it's the way to necessarily go about it. It's kind of the, I scream at you, you're going to scream at me, and where um, does that just get a us? Loud room. Yeah, room. and I think more, Jordan Peterson takes a more sort of platonic, if you want to call it that, approach. He's yes. not really shouting at you or anything, and I think that it helps, and I think... His discussions with Sam Harris and things are very good for that because they do genuinely want to find its middle ground, what is actually correct, mm-hmm. and get answers to like important questions rather than just me shout quotes at you. Yeah, they're actually, when they're having a conversation, they're actually trying to discover. They're not necessarily like, right, this is why you're yeah. wrong. This, come on, man. And like, yeah. this is my point, and I'll have my my counter argument now they're 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 trying to explore new ideas and i think it's important that that's done Mm. because i I, to myself i just think i am very i am very evident based and i know it'll be sort of the nihilistic approach or being a materialist and things i personally i don't see what's wrong with that Mm. but i think i can't believe something purely on faith i need i need evidence it's sort of ingrained in me to be at evidence say and particularly in science you need to search for significance okay. quite often, and you only get significance if you have over 95% significance, so you have a p-value of less than 0.05, which means there's only 5% that the null hypothesis is true, which basically means there's only 5% that it's not true at that stage. And to even get published, to be honest, 95 is too low. You need complete significance to get published. That is its own problem on its mm-hmm. own, but... The amount of accuracy that you need and the amount of proof you need to be even believed in a scientific term is astronomical compared to just believe something on faith and devote quite a lot of time and your want to it and your life to it. But I do think there's a lot, there is good from Christianity and religion, but there is bad. I can see how people live a good life being a Christian. I really do. Like going to church on a Sunday, particularly when you're a bit older. And things is great. Mm. I understand that, but it being comforting, it being great, it being exciting for people does not make it true. Mm. I have no problem if you don't harm anybody going and doing this. But well, uh, Christianity is not purely my faith is not purely faith based. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, Christianity, the Bible, <laughs> is built mostly upon history, and the faith aspect is the aspect in which Christ is alive now. Would you say That's you're the like a faith f- aspect of it? Would you say you're like a fundamentalist? Would you take? Do you believe in like Adam and Eve and things? As so like yeah, I I do believe gospel. in the Garden of Eden and Adam mm-hmm. and Eve. I do believe in all of that. Um, when I do have discussions about this, however, um, as as we were talking earlier, I'm not a minister and I'm not a scientist. No. I'm I'm a twenty year old guy who works in a coffee shop. At the end of the day, what works for me is has worked for a number of people yeah. generations before me, and will continue to work after me. Um, the, the I should say the reason I'm a Christian is because I like to, as we said at the start, I like to look at something and say what what values human beings the most. You know, yeah. What what because we're precious. I I've come to believe all life is precious. Um, and to me, the reason I couldn't be an atheist was is a number of things. It, I I used to be an atheist, yeah. you know, but the things that ate away at me when I was an atheist was morality, um, value the value of life and human. If if we all happen by accident, how does that, you know? I wouldn't say it's kind of cur- um directly accident and things were here. I'll sort of. So, but to me, I don't think we should base morals off religion necessarily. Okay, you can be moral without religion. Um, to me, regarding sort of the Adam and Eve thing that you picked up on and believing it and things, it's just a lot of it. I don't understand how it could have happened when it happened. Is it, especially because this was written before we knew about evolution? We knew very little about the history of Homo sapiens. We knew very little about Homo erectus and the rest of the Homo genus. We didn't really know about Australopithecus species or anything. So how have we didn't know any of this when this was written. So it made sense that people were here and only people were here. But people as we know it, like when we start to talk about Adam and Eve and stuff, were the true people, were the Homo sapiens or were the other sort of, were the other primates and stuff? Were Can the I other... chip in it for one? Yeah. What is an Australopithecus? Um, it's, <laughs> so Australopithecus is the closest genus to the Homo sapiens. I'm not an anthropologist, so I can't really could delve into the stuff. I know that they had bigger jaws than we did. They were bigger than us, but we've now known that we coincided with these for quite a long time, like Homo sapien did, and we actually interbred with these. So they're the most recent thing to go extinct besides us, as far as I know. But I think Homo erectus and us also overlapped, which is our neighbouring humanoid species, like the other species in the Homo genus. So they're very human-like. They basically are human. And you look at them, but they're a bit smaller. They're different. the The point we change species quite often is quite a bit of fog around why we change species. But the way I normally do it, when you can't interbreed anymore, you become a new species. Is what we sort of say. Right. So, like when you say a donkey and a, a, a horse, they can have a mule. However, it's not fertile, so it can't have fe- feasible offspring. Therefore, through evolution and things, obviously, if you can't have offspring, you cannot pass on your genes, mm. and therefore your lineage would then die. So then, they can't have viable offspring. So then, that's where I would say a new species. Okay. So can I like ask you a few questions? So you say we can have, uh, we don't need religion to have morals, or you can have morals outside of religious worldview. 
what do you mean by that? Like, because I I see the scientific, like the <laughs> scientific worldview in air quotes, right? Yeah. I it's not. I don't see well, how it doesn't address meaning. It doesn't address well like, these things. When you say about morality and stuff, it's where do you get your values from? Like, where would you say would you get your values from the Bible and things? It's not something where I just. Like I didn't, you don't read the Bible and all of a sudden, oh, I realize murder is wrong. Yeah, like, no, you of know course. I mean? and, but I don't think you read a scientific textbook and but, realize that as well. But um, in the same way, I don't think, save from values and stuff, you don't need to be religious to know that suffering is wrong and suffering is bad. But it's we a religious need... term. It's not. But when I, what do you mean by religious? But denoting from religion, do you think? We should base morality based on like Christianity. Well, first, what do you think? Morality. What do you think religion is? Like, for a start, what? Well, t- to me, there's well, there's different ways to take it. Uh, if you take from religion, to me, is sort of the belief in God, like the Christianic God, is more what the basis of religion of, and that's more the thing I'm interested in, sort of from a background and things. Is I'm quite interested in why, like, is it. Rather than is it right or wrong, because that's not really my place, mm-hmm. but is it true or not is more the thing I'm more interested in. But I would say for what religion is to me, it sort of is the belief in the Christianic God or whatever. And do you, how do you think uh, value plays in that, like determining value, this is better than that, this is more important than this, you know, how do you think that plays in... <laughs> How do you think our actual conscious ability to see and embody a story in our life and make decisions and, you know, be a person communing with other people? Yeah, well... How do you think that plays in with the idea of religion? Religion? Well, to me, consciousness is sort of our elaborative intelligence. We have sort of developed, particularly through the hominoid species. Um... To say we're a morality, or sorry, not morality, where value comes... Are you saying how value came from religion? I'm not or, saying... We're sort of like, you're not understanding. Yeah, I don't terms. think I picked like, up. Even um, before... I don't think I picked let's, up... Let's say even before religion, there was always... There's always... People have always valued... Like right. A family yeah. Or a, yeah, yeah. Or a herd or whatnot. There's these... I'm gonna fix your mic. You're it's quite. It's 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 fallen down. There we go. <laughs> we, um, we've all people value things. I think what. Well, I'm talking about human nature, our very being. We don't learn anything. We don't read anything. We're yeah. not influenced necessarily by anything, right? Or like you, a baby comes out of the womb, right? Yeah. It sees things, it experiences things, it can act in the world, it can see meaning, it can decide, I will do this, I ought to do this, or and they have they have a feeling of right and wrong, whether it's justified or not, they can make that decision, they have these senses. Yeah. That's all pure, that is pure religious experience, in my understanding. Yeah, to me that's just our consciousness, Yeah. what we see and what we do, like, if you take, I like to take sort of being a zoologist, I take it. I just see us as another species. I do. We're no different. And the reason that animals across the animal kingdom care for each other is because of their genes. 
and they're sort of the term that Richard Dawkins made their memes also, mm. which is how their like sort of genes and can go into like other ba- like how I can influence you and thing. It's kind of a meme in the extended phenotype. I just say the reason we our animals care for things like their kin because they're related to them. They also share their genes. They want to pass on their genes and keep the genes going. That's why we would say this. Our genes are what we are just vehicles for our genes, and our genes want to. Our genes are eternal. They're immortal. They go. They will go on and on until the lineage stops, and well, they're not. They're immortal until. So say we will die and we have kids. Our genes go on, and that just keeps going and going until there's no more people or your lineage. They don't. But then we don't evolve like that anymore. We aren't pure coded to go to the genes and stuff, because we have developed a consciousness, and culture has a very, very big influence on us, which doesn't happen to other species, and this is where things have started to unwind for us. So, do you mind if I chip in there to try and, like... Because you went straight in, this is the scientific worldview, and I agree that 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 is what the scientific worldview would say, and you've described it in very mechanistic kind of processes, where, well... At the end of the day, it's a complicated chemical reaction. It's going to do this. It sounds depressing, but would you agree? With yeah, that? well, that? Yeah. I wouldn't say it's depressing, no. Far from it. It excites me. I think it's fantastic. Well, you can see how someone could see that as being depressing anyway, right? Yeah, I can see um, that... My, it, my problem with that, I that way of breaking things down... Now, it's an incredibly useful way of breaking things down. There's a reason why we have the scientific method, right? The scientific method is essentially... Take away all the variables that we don't need, and we'll just and we'll just study these select few, and we'll try and find a pattern out of it, and we can maybe use that, right? Um, essentially, you want a simple have a simple sort. You want don't want want as many you want any uh factors as you need, right? You have a set amount to try and predict something, okay? Um. Kind of, I wouldn't say. Well, that's the, we uh, can. I'm probably butchering. What's yeah, yeah, we can answer. measure many yeah, yeah. covariates in a, in a, in and things. In a laboratory, you when know you what want I'm to, about, right? in a laboratory, when you want to make a scientific experiment, you obviously don't want, you know, say the wind window being open and there's like leaves and stuff blowing, and you don't want somebody in the corridor screaming about crap, you know. And yeah, you, no, you, you, you want, want to find in, in, in a laboratory. Stuff. You only want the things that you want. Essentially, you only want a. You only want. Um, test tube A and test tube B. You want to see. But that's the initial reaction. step of science. Yes. In laboratory work. Yes. There's a lot of observational work. We can't. There's quite a famous saying that you can't really see anything in science unless you see it in the wild. So, like, you do measure so many other variables, mm. but that's a different discussion. Mm. <laughs> I wonder how you see quantum mechanics in the wild, so to speak. Uh, I saw a tiger doing. Uh, Two places at once. I think so. I, mean, I was I was continuing. I, up, I was setting up a point. By the way, okay. um, Ben Thompson. Um, so the problem is you're you limit things, right? The least the thing you want to remove most is the scientist bias. Okay, yep. the whole point is to remove the scientist bias. So you want it repeatable. You want it. So it's verifiable across loads of scientists, essentially. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, when you tar- get into the realm of pattern identification, morality, value structures, religious things, consciousness, these are all that uh, these are all like same 
different words to describe the same thing, right? Yeah. You can you can no longer remove the scientists looking at the equation from that point because you can't be a disembodied thing looking at the thing. You're less like you're it's like you're looking at yourself, but where are you looking from? If you're just if you're if you're trying to discover and understand and uh, study the things that we use to see as yeah. in like not not like oh well your retina does this and this is your yeah lead. i mean no you see something that's pretty insane you can hear things yeah right that there's not you can't put a, it's consciousness you can't put something you can't really tie consciousness up in a few equations right if you did it wouldn't embody in consciousness because it doesn't have an embodied experience but no. i'm sure but if you're if you if you need to if you're trying to study conscious experience you yeah. need to equate you need to put into the equation the fact that you are from a conscious standpoint studying yeah. a conscious standpoint does that make sense yeah you can't be yeah. disembodied no no i agree and that's where i think the the so-called air quotes scientific worldview completely breaks down like you in your example of uh say like a bunch of deer they're propagating their genes across the generations and evolutionary adaptations xyz over long period of time they'll eventually get to this and it's very mechanistic but here's the thing like we can so easily look at an animal and say oh he's got horns why has he got horns oh to hit animals with the horns right to protect himself right but it's like we've imposed our meaning on that and that was like easy we were like that's why we don't ask in a in scientific worldview it doesn't address why does it have antlers you can say it's but, a, you can talk about a weird magnetic process but at the end of the day it doesn't perf it doesn't really totally answer the question of why does it have antlers but why does doesn't that, why does a magnetic view not why don't we have antlers because but, I, don't our think, I don't selection think selection didn't go that way okay i don't think the mechanistic uh way of looking at things addresses meaning is my point i you cannot derive meaning from like me- mechanistic uh like i'm um, not quite a philosopher Disem- disembo- completely disembodied from meaning if that makes sense yeah it, from my standpoint i've been listening to both years it's like uh there's a guy on earth who's studying earth and he's he's a scientist and there's a guy studying the the stars is in the stars and is a, f- a philosopher right so what i'm getting from this is basically mr kyle is as you say a scientist right yeah and you've got these you've got this understanding that everything breaks down and can answer the questions of today yeah. i believe what josh is saying is you can answer the questions of today you know how's that tv made how's that tree grow blah 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 but science does not determine a value of what that tree means to me or what i use that tv yeah, I, for i do understand that, that. Would i think you, would you agree with that josh i think so yeah yeah where i think it becomes quite difficult is sort of we've got our lenses on how we see the world and we're wearing different lenses that's the most difficult part and of like this is talking where these because they're completely sort of different worldviews yeah, it, it is two. a complete different where it becomes a better say if we go and you look when say if Richard Dawkins was start to debate Jordan Peterson, they don't appre- appreciate. They would talk past each other. They, they literally talk through it. each other. Mm-hmm. But when you actually start to see like Sam Harris talking to um Jordan Peterson, 
they are on this philosophical pain, plane well, together. They're more so than Richard Dawkins. No, no, they least. are far more so than... At, and least, they can, at least more than Richard Dawkins. Anyway. I'd still think they talk past each other. They, but, where uh, they can have very fruitful conversations. Oh, definitely, 100%. There's, um, Sam Harsh and Jordan Peterson had four really, really good debates. You should watch. Well, I wouldn't even call them debates. Conversations. Just like conversations. I've probably watched all of them. And watched. they're really, really great. To be honest, they're a bit above my head. But mm. they are really, really great. And they sort of have fruitful conversation. Mm. And you can see how... They're trying to get this good answer, mm. and what we're working, we don't need to work opposing each other, Christians and atheists. I oh, like you said at the start. We don't need to collide together, but we should actually. My, work my goal isn't side. to defeat your arguments. My goal is to make you understand my point of view, yeah. and for me to understand. Your but point then of view. I think, as I said, through the goggles, it's I can't appreciate it too well of that okay. kind of thing. Right. So I, 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 I do said, find it. I said difficult. I brought a couple of quotes. These aren't like to. Oh, look at these quotes, or because they summed up well my points. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, if you know John Vervecki, this is him speaking. Um, right, does science exist? Okay. Uh, if it does, what kind of entity is it? Tell me using physics or chemistry or biology. Use that ontology and that methodology. Tell me what science is, and tell me how it has the status to make the claims it does, and tell me how science is related to meaning and truth. And how does meaning and truth fit into the scientific worldview? They are presupposed by it, by the world, by the worldview, but have no proper place within it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I just think, to me, science more is how we perceive the world and how we quantify the world, and that to me is quite a mechanistic thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being sort of materialistic and mecha- like everything going down to. A mechanistic view. I think when you start to talk about why is what is meaning in terms of science and things, it will just come down to like it is a personal it is for me meaning is if I was Um, for me, meaning would be what I would like to achieve in life, what I want to, my mark on life, what do I want to leave in my, sort of, my stamp, what do I, I want to be successful, mm. I want people say when I go, I want, rather than, what we had before was purely like say a lion's meaning of in his head is sort of, I want to eat to pass on my genes, I want to eat and get mates, eat and get mates. That was okay. meaning to these animals. To me, we have kind of came away from that a bit more. I think meaning to me would be success and sort of passing on knowledge mm. and understanding. And I can always, the thing I love about science, which compared to a lot of religion, it can be changed at any moment and it's always willing to be changed okay. and always willing to be proved wrong and it's ever changing. And that is beautiful. But does science care about what you want in life? Does science care? Yeah, like you want to be successful, but in in a, in a science, if I put on the goggles of science, you will. I see animals. Yeah, and that's it. Animals doing what they're doing. I take off the goggles of science and I see Kyle. Yeah. Um, t- science does greatly care as a community, if you put it that way, because say 
especially in a crucial time like this, our world's ever-changing, especially through global changes, global warming, um, ocean acidification and things. It's a crucial time, and if we can learn to understand that, it goes beyond caring. If we actually truly understand that and act on it, you're not only you're saving animals, you're saving the planet. You're that's re- not science. That's scientists using science. Yes, but and that scientists is scientists from their individual conscious, like. But that's them using the tool of science. Yeah. And the tool of exploring and learning, which yeah. is science at its fundamental. But science. Thing, science like, is useful right yeah obviously it could be used to do yeah. the good things as you just said right and we could all come together use science to benefit humanity but it is it is just a tool yeah it is just a tool mm-hmm. and, and what's wrong with it nothing's wrong with it yeah. but i don't think I, I from it's just a tool there's nothing wrong with the tool unless the tool has been misplaced in where the tool should be if that makes sense Science is not a worldview. I don't think it's a. There is. I don't think there is a scientific worldview that is. No, but that's why I would say it doesn't hold. Have an evidence-based worldview. It's everything I believe is based on evidence, not faith. And that's, and the way to get that evidence is through science. If you saw evidence to have faith, so if you saw something that. But then it's not faith anymore. To have faith. But then it's not faith anymore. It's not faith anymore because I would describe my faith. That I I have the evidence through history that Jesus Christ was a real person, yeah, and he rose from the dead. No person had ever but risen from the dead. We don't. That's where it starts to get so foggy. Jesus may have, may not have been a person. That's not important. It's a person. So, the the fundamental thing is still a person. It's not a god. Okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, there's evidence of Jesus the person. Mm-hmm. There is not evidence of Jesus the God. There's a difference. A crucial difference? Well, I believe there is evidence of Jesus the God because, to my knowledge, it's not been disproven that Jesus didn't rise from the dead. But it hasn't been proven that he did. And well, we, we always need to... See, we, we don't believe... People don't believe Jesus rose from the dead because how can a person rise from the dead? That's, like, that's, that's because, very obvious. And that's what, that's yeah. what I struggled with whenever I didn't believe. I was like, right, I can't rise from the dead why well nobody it's not you nobody nobody can rise, can from, rise the dead. from the dead but then see conversations are like chess games to me and the most important piece in a there's another chess no, the most the most important piece all right in a game of chess is not the king but the queen if you want to win you need your queen it's yeah. very hard to win a game of chess when you don't have a queen and your opponent has a queen the queen of my conversation my side the queen is jesus Okay. Yeah, like Jesus and is you, the center you could, of Christianity. If you could, if you could remove the it, queen, you'd have a significant. Caves. Yes, yeah. you'd have a significant. Uh, our the Apostle Paul says, if you remove Jesus, the entire thing, the entire well, thing is for uh, nothing. Just, okay, yeah. but after all that, it's called Christianity. People who follow yeah, Christ, people who Jesus follow are Christ. Christ. But <laughs> the idea, though, is to my knowledge, the reason I'm a Christian. Well, not the reason. Uh, the one of the paths one of the reasons that i'm a christian one of them is that when i look back you've got so many people in history who were you know martyred and uh, 11 of the 12 disciples were martyred for their faith mm-hmm. and they were they were all there and they saw jesus die and they and they also um and 11 of them died believing that jesus rose from the dead and if it was a lie why would why would none of them crack 
you know, like under but that kind we of can, pressure. We can be manipulated in beautiful ways not to crack. People don't tout all the time. I don't see that as a thing. Like the okay. the stories of Jesus were written thirty years later. So why did why thirty why years? Do you imagine how many Chinese whispers go on in thirty years to ch- manipulate and change things? Like it is very very easy. Your grandfather may tell you a story from thirty years ago. I guarantee that is nowhere near what the story happened thirty years on. But Never mind st- his friend told him it. Who told but his if, friend? But if the story consisted of a man who could perform miracles and rise from the dead, that's some story. And that, that is, story has happened to be the same exact story two thousand years in the making, the exact same, and not to mention thousands and thousands or uh, hundreds of years before Jesus, there was these prophecies about Jesus. Jesus fulfilled them in Isaiah however there's lots of prophecies about how Jesus was you know would be killed and his side will be pierced and then when Jesus died on the cross his side was pierced and fulfilling these prophecies and there was night and stuff like that and you've got all these eyewitnesses you also have these eyewitnesses of that time of that day you know seeing Jesus there's 500 eyewitnesses seeing Jesus after his death and if and you said earlier that if Jesus could come down on a chariot then I would believe I believe that when Jesus came down, he came down at the, the, the best possible time, and that was the moment time started taking record with the, with the Roman Empire. He did come down, and he lived among the people. He lived in a man's shoes. How many times does Jesus need to do that, is what I'm saying. Does he need to come every few hundred years just to remind people that he's here? Um, if he can physically do it, I don't see why not. Why does he come at the end of... Like the blip of two thousand years ago, when Homo sapiens have been a thing for two hundred and fifty thousand years, because and there have been significant milestones throughout that. Because why the, is reason, the reason Jesus, the reason Jesus visited Earth, was not to prove that Jesus is real. The, the reason <coughs> Jesus visited Earth was to save the Earth. But why did he come as a person? Why are we important? Why are we important? Why are because it has to be? Why are why, humans if you had important? A son, if be. you had a son, why would your son, why is your son important? Because he's my son. Because that's my not. Son. But Sorry, can I? Can that's I not. But at the same time, my dog has a puppy. It's mm. important. Mm-hmm. Why did God come? See, there's that meaning. Where did God come? Can I answer why I think Jesus has to be a person? Mm-hmm. It's so imagine there's three sort of main characters you can think about it like this okay you have got the father okay and you've got sorry sorry you've got like heavenly things and you've got earthly things okay and there has to be a point where that unites into like something that combines both in unity without negating either side but creating something new so I'll, i'll keep explaining in like simpler terms okay the our father prayer talks about uh thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven yeah. okay so the whole whole it, it, that point that part of the prayer is basically saying we've got these ideas we've got these morals right we've got we've got what god wants us to do or what our conscious uh, 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 what is the word consciousness con- consciousness con- 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 
Consciousness? No, the other one. Conscientiousness? No, the other one. I'm stupid, man. Our <laughs> morals. Our, 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 stupid. Don't worry about it. Um, we've got what our morals want us to do, right? Yeah. And we've got that sort of tearing on our souls. And But here's the thing. Sometimes, like more often than not, we don't do what we should should do. You know, we, for, we fall short of the glory of God. You know, uh, heaven is not embodied what what value is heaven if it's not embodied right jesus is supposed to be the embodiment if that makes sense do you not see the sort of thing that though um culture and religion is a thing created by people for people and why is when the sort of why is our why are is christianity correct but the hindus not correct so I'd like but then why are the hindus then not correct but then extinct religions such yeah. as like the greek gods why are they not That's correct and then, i really want to talk about all these things but i've got to forget at least two or three of them oh, but, but what was the first the first one was why like the hindus but it's no, sort of that. Listen, what was your question before that here's the here's the thing my head doesn't work well, let's just go where the conversation Oh, do you not Josh, think Josh, religion Josh, is a conversation uh, goes? Oh, is religion a thing created, made by create. people for okay, people? Yeah. Um, try and remember all these questions because I want to talk about them all. Yes. Um, I don't think... It's not something you can create. It's part of your very conscious being. We see value in things. We see unity in multiplicity. We can... Like, do you not think it's a bit strange in pure meganistic terms that I can see the chair you're looking at, you're, look, yeah. you're sitting on, sorry, and... It's made of so many things, innumerable number of things. Okay, yeah. we can break it down to even just the cushions and the stitching, and then yeah. to, all the way to the atoms and the energy the waves it's made of. Okay, yet I can describe the whole thing, not only its whole material manifestation, but its purpose as a chair. Yeah. One word. Okay, but pure spoken. We give that purpose, but it's part of our. It's not like no, it's not we, like. Yeah, where I give I give that chair or you give that chair meaning when you sit on it. Yeah. Okay, it's a chair, right? Oh. It could you could use the material uh you can use that material for something else, okay? You could You could burn it. You could, I, you could burn it and then that's I the first thing I for, thought of as well. I don't know why. But uh, you could then burn I it and all it for heat. It's a fire. Like yeah. then yeah. I give the purpose of it yes. giving me heat. But it's not like we invented the idea of giving things purpose. It's like it's our very part of our very being is no, but, seeing and giving meaning. But part of it, when we go through evolutionary time, I'm not sure, say when we were the primordial soup of just replicators and stuff, we give purpose of our, say, the primitive DNA molecule, the purpose of that, the first replicators, it had a purpose to replicate. It, yeah, who but, gave, but why does that need... Watch, can I point out the presupposition? You are, from now, from where you're sitting right now, right there, you have imposed on this hypothetical chemical soup you've imposed from where you're sitting now you've imposed meaning onto that okay. yeah but that would be the meaning but of it, if though. yeah because you've imposed the meaning onto it right but yeah. if if there was no such thing as like uh john verveke uses what the uh, value realization right uh, or there's no sort of form of form of defining structures defining patterns saying how this is doing this because of this. There's a why. There's a reason. Yeah. That doesn't exist without someone looking at it and yeah. Then it just it. it would happen. We are the ones that quantified meaning. Yes. People. Yes. Or humanoids at least. We quantified meaning, so we can yes. give meaning. But that's not arbitrary. 
But why? But why? Yeah. Because I don't think... Right, so I'd say consciousness, or, or conscious experience, everyone has this com- conscious experience, okay? And in a way, by definition, it's all... Each person has their own subjectively different Few. conscious experience, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. But there are some things that, although it's all completely subjective conscious experience, we have these shared... Uh, we have this shared experience, if that makes sense. We all know what share is, yeah. right? Although, yeah, by definition, we're all subjectives. We are different subjects, okay? We, we can see the world differently. But at the end of the day, there's something... There's an overarching like structure of meaning of we can see value in things we can share that we have that is shared we everyone can see value in things okay maybe so everybody's value is different yes maybe someone sees more value in one political thing and value another and they go butt heads right one person wants to start a war uh one person wants to make peace okay nationalism of one country over the other right subjective but the if you imagine it if you imagine it like you've got your in a video game okay you like a and you have like stats you have your stamina and your yeah. health bar and your all <clears throat> oh, say you have a whole skill set right imagine everyone's given that whole board that whole skill set everyone might have some different different levels different numbers here and there right some might have like min max some random thing that no one ever has realized okay but at the end of the day, no one just creates a new thing. I I gave an example like There's two a set rule, two or three times in the one of these podcasts. I gave an mm-hmm. example of we don't see values in stories where if the story is like, well, there are these aliens on another planet, and all they do is star jumps. <clears throat> the end. Yeah. There's a secret organization, and all they want to do they want to leave flowers on your doorstep every now and again. Mormons. Do <laughs> <laughs> we? Yeah, but like, if it was, if it was, there's a secret organization of aliens, and they want to undermine you. They want to, they want to uh, steal your children. Oh, the shadows! Look, oh, look. Take care of your children from the shadows, the strangers. Oh no, scariness! Right, it's something we can actually take and in, into our own lives. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe not as explicitly as like, okay, we need to value the stranger, but also be careful because it might be a scary thing in the dark. Okay, that we can't define. Right. Mm. There's a reason that aliens that we've never realized existed doing star jumps at the end. As that doesn't value. make any sense yeah, to our face. human story. We all have a shared human story, overarching human story. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think you can't create that. You can't just say I don't. I don't think you can create. You can't create religion to that extent. Yes. In a way, you can say, why, by definition, we create religion as in we impose meaning on the world. But why can't we start religion like that, especially in a naive time of the world? We start to open and close new doors continuously. Say the first day when in 1859, and Darwin went in the voids of the Beagle, and he wrote, um, the when he wrote. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, he wrote his findings about natural selection, the origin of the species. How did I forget? Oh, did you say Darwin or did you say yeah Darwin? Oh, I, I, so you said Dawkins. Dawkins. Eighteen fifty-nine. The man is old, but geez, plagiarism. But, (laughs) but um, 
when he wrote that there's a lot of opposition and there's very little value at the time in his work but then over time as more scientists have tested and tested through like W.D. Hamilton Robert Trevor's Dawkins these people all tested his things and then it was a boom of value on this thing Mm. because his the mechanisms that he described were right but at the initial bit there was no value but then in a time without with great naivety and stuff and you tell these stories and then that say if someone told a story especially as a child to it and it sticks to people and everyone's like that is real that is real that is real they tell this to their kids i value a lot what my grandfather tells me regardless of what it is and this does catch a lot of snowball effect quite quickly especially in today's world and i would say more about muslim countries and things when they're like you will die if you don't believe this of course i'm going to believe it you're telling me when i'm a young child that i may die and i have to believe this and follow this book religiously of course i'm going to believe it and if you kept that and everyone around you is telling you you need to believe it everyone around you believes it of course you're going to believe it okay so and that is almost unbreakable okay so and you're talking about you said dogma and stuff yeah like complete religious dogma i um it's just mm. so you said earlier there about you know why christianity i so as a christian i just want to lay out some of the things that we see in terms of in the light of other religions and stuff like that um yeah, like why is christianity is a important yeah question. first of all the bible is full of things that we don't want to do full of laws that we don't want to do don't have as many girl that you want have a wife you know don't have you know don't do any like all these rules that every like we want to break you know the ten commandments it's like well if i want this guy's cool jacket why can't i just kill him what's to tell me not to kill him for that jacket because according to science if we were animals and you had a stick that i really liked and i killed you for that stick there's no justice or judgment that's going to befall on me so but there's animals that aspect. don't have that or understand but that were we not animals at a stage yes and we have developed to a point through us like culture is a big influence and in things but when you mention that even the ten commandments and stuff like why is there nothing to do with why do they condone slavery and things why is that not mentioned because that's a true issue Okay. They treat women as clear items, and these are things why, that are truly wrong so, in today's so aspects. But the, we're okay at the time. But this is the understanding of um, of morality. Things so morality you can changes. See, you can values see, you can see now that it's wrong, very wrong, yes. extremely wrong. Yes, right. But what tells you that? Because it is extreme. So what? And the opposite, I think you're asking kind of the wrong question a bit. Why is slavery not wrong? Well, to my knowledge, we have evolved from a universe that doesn't care and we've grown up and we've only developed an understanding of morality. Therefore, the idea of right and wrong are just opinions developed by my ancestors. So why is it that my opinion that I can because do Because we understand what suffering is and we understand what pain is and it's we have great sympathy and empathy and why a greater be, level than anyone. Why would it be wrong of me to not care about... I Obviously, I care about suffering. Obviously. Yeah. You know, if you don't care about <laughs> suffering, you want suffering to end, you're not human. In my opinion, you, blo- you, you need to be locked up. All right. Yeah. My understanding is the only reason I have that understanding is because and of these laws is because there was a law giver 
there had to be a set there had to be a, a margin of good in order for us to understand <laughs> what's evil you know um but i think sam harris clarifies quite well in the moral landscape um that he creates this thing and he's uh talks about what if we imagine the most sufferable thing possible and multiply it to infinity even and it's the ultimate worst thing possible and that gives anything better than that is not as sufferable and and then we can say <clears throat> so that gives us a meaning of suffering like there's always something worse and this mm. gives us then a continuum that can go up to no suffering at all mm. and then even go into like excitement and things and i think we can create these with minds of people. We don't need a lawgiver of suffering and non-suffering. Can I just like again come in here? You're all, you've you've be, you've resorted down to right. Does it c- cause more suffering or less suffering? And we could figure out morality based on that. Loosely yeah. speaking, yeah, that would be Sam Harris would be a good proponent of that uh, sort of way of thinking, but suffering it's a, suffering is a very religious experience it's like but how is pain and suffering not so things that don't understand religion do they not feel suffering things and suffering is different to every person so why is it based on one continual book and like morality changes all the time as i said but we now know slavery is extremely wrong and the way they condone like mm. The treating of women and stuff. And like Can I just cut in okay. for a second? Uh, if you read the whole Old Testament, there's no grounds you can say that they didn't respect. Like I did a I did a study in the book of Hosea, and if you know anything about Hosea, mm-hmm. basically a prophet. Uh, God used this prophet Hosea to basically uh, embody in human sort of, in a human narrative, the narrative between God and Israel. Okay, so relationship yeah, between yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah. Hosea was told by God, marry a wife of whoredom and have children of whoredom, okay? And it was this long, painful story of how this man was tasked to act in love continuously towards this woman who treat, treat, had gave no respect to him, gave no sort of attention, like nothing that she should have done she did she was an awful person okay so yeah. she was representing how israel's trained god okay whoring after other gods so to speak right other yeah. other other things okay and continually hosea was tasked like he was it's not like he was a pushover he was angry he was immensely pissed off mm-hmm. right if you see some of the read some of the passages and like you can he was he was royally pissed off rightfully so but even then, he was always acting in love, and he had this immense, but, overflowing forgiveness, and that allowed him to actually take in. He actually bought back uh, his wife got s- uh, sold into slavery, so we did, so she did, right? He went out of his way to find her when she was at her lowest, bought her back from slavery. As a you will, but know, rightly you know. so, a moral person would do that. Yeah, and. The story's equally... Now, my, my point saying that is that you can't say these things but, about the Old Testament because it's false. But it's not false. There's equally stories, I think it's in Genesis somewhere about, that two angels came down to the town of, I don't know what it, what it was, and they got rejected by the people and Sodom told to go Gomorrah, away. And then... Is this Sodom and Gomorrah? Is, is this what it was? And then in, in turn, the man offered his daughters to the city to get stoned. No, I, um, I also did an episode on that. Uh, yeah, for, but that baffles me. How can we say 
Well, to contrast that, the uh, from what I'm aware of, the time two angels of the Lord came to a city, it was the city of Sodom. So that, that's where, what it was. I'm going to plug the episode. It's the symbolism of aliens, uh, <laughs> Abraham, why, Lot, and why did, was it Sodom. So that story offered? tells... The, so basically, Abraham's cousin or nephew? I think it's uh, nephew. nephew. Abraham's nephew lives in Sodom. His name is Lot. Right, his name is Lot. And... Uh, God sent two angels of the Lord to go and get Lot because God was going to destroy the city of Sodom because, I mean, we could, there's a word that comes from you know, sodomizing and stuff. It was an evil, evil city because from what you're saying, um, you would look at this city and be like, oh yeah, wrong, okay? So in the narrative... But um, Abraham... Just, just do, can I just add to that point? So mm-hmm. um, they basically said we were here to... We heard the outcry of how evil... Uh, these places were from the whole nation the surrounding nations they heard the great outcry and they came to see they ca- uh, the story was they came down to see if right the outcry is so great we need to see what the crack is yeah we need to see yeah. it for our own eyes okay abraham prayed to god saying spare the city if you find 100 good men and god said i cannot find 100 good men and he said 20 men and he couldn't find 20 men and he said if you could find at least 10 good men do not destroy the city. And God said, look, if I can find... It is a ten, long back and forth. Yeah, like, no, I, a wee bit I, less. If, if I can find ten good people, I will not destroy the entire city. And they could not find ten good people, but they saved a family. It was Lot's family. Because Lot, 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 obviously, the, the, men, the men of Sodom came out to see the angels and what they wanted to do was do very bad things to them um, t- for their own pleasure. So Lot basically brought them into their home and the angels were like, yeah, okay, we see what the outcry, we see what the crack is here. Come with us for God's wrath is going to pour out in the city. It's judgment. And judgment's a funny thing. Justice is a funny thing because it was justice. It was, this is evil. It needs to be, I'm sure you'll agree, what's evil needs to be removed. Yeah. So Sodom was evil and needed to be removed. But why is God then who's why does he feel the need to then bomb the city or get rid of the city and I, th- I think that because it was judged and un, judged guilty and the punishment unfortunately was death. but why was that judged why is that a thing why, why is, is if God made thing? like made this world and he's going to be cruel to the things on it and the Bible and then in the commandments is do not kill mm-hmm and then further, it so, was adjusted to be like, so not I, kill people of your same kind. Exactly. So and I, why I talk, is I, there so much killing in the Bible? Exactly. So I talked, I talked to, I was talking, I mentioned this to Tyler, okay? We as humans obviously fall short of ultimate goodness, would you agree? Because we've all done a bad thing. We've all done wrong. We've, done, yeah. we've all done wrong. You would agree. Yeah. Okay. So it can't be a human who decides what's right or wrong. Because they've fallen short of it. They're a hypocrite if they say what's right and wrong. A collection of people can't one person. That's why when a you... A collection of people. A one person can't... A, a king. Yes. Although what? the people made him king, right? Or, or well, say God <laughs> made him king. Or somebody made them a, somebody a president and they said this is right and this is wrong. Okay? If, For example, if, if Joe Biden said, right, from now on, but if the, somebody steals from you, you can, or if somebody <clears throat> basically, if you like somebody's jumper, you can shoot them dead and take their jumper. But then right? a collection of people, a would collection say no. of people would be like us, bonkers, right? Yeah, and it wouldn't happen. The thing is, though, 
Joe Biden's a human, and he is obviously uh, in this example. He is a very skyward. Like, he have a lot of faith in <laughs> I'm just saying. So, if we, if every single human being who has ever lived falls short, deserves a kind of punishment for the wrong that they've done. Even if, like I stole a bun when I was little, all right. And yeah. Basically, I got a good scolding, all right. I deserve that, and I didn't steal a bun ever since. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so <laughs> I, they, I, they, I therefore cannot, you know, judge. I cannot be judge jury and executioner because i am in the person i am in the seat of the judged therefore somebody outside of that somebody who has to be ultimately good and have never done evil has to be the person who does judgment but no why because say we go to court and you've got a jury there all the jury has done something wrong Mm -hmm. but the jury are there because they are not criminals Mm -hmm. They, yes, they have done wrong, but they are not criminals. Exactly. And they are judging someone who is potentially a criminal. Exactly. There, there is go. a difference. But if you but if you magnify that... So you that, give that warrant... Exactly. So I, I do agree with you when you say... Not all well, bad. A jury, obviously, a jury is a human being and has done wrong. Like, obviously, we would never have a, any judges or juries if we could, if we could find one but, person who did no wrong then yeah, I would say... That's well, why you like, don't give one person to exactly. die or not, because but you're giving too much part God, to one thing. God magnifies it. A jury is a tiny, tiny little example of deciding the fate of somebody who's done one wrong thing. Yes. We're talking about the entire collection of evil versus the entire collection of good. And we fall into that collection. We're a mixture between the good and evil. God, this is us, God is outside of that, looking down, and he is in his... The, the the margin of good, so the reason why we say God is the judge and God but will decide. Why do you see he God as right? Good? He is the right to but decide. Why do you see God as good? I why is God not evil? Like because I said, he is jealous. He does murder. He sent his own son to die. Why is God good? Is the confusion of down this line? Like I don't understand. I hear horrible things. I hear good things from the Bible, okay. but there's equally bad things so in the Bible. Said, and how come he can kill a bunch of people and be like, they're bad yeah, people? No, it's, a, it's an excellent question. I think they're bad. It's an excellent question because we're looking at God like he's a human. We're looking at God like, all right, well, what gives, but humans, what gives God in, the right in my to kill opinion, my brother? All he did was kill a man. And what what does God give the right? Why does God get the right to condemn my, my brother who did an evil so-and-so? What gives God the right? I, he does not... The reason why he gets the right is because God's never done an evil thing. But he has. So Killing when, is wrong. Killing is wrong. So, and he's done a bad he thing. He has done it. Anyone, ever, anything else. Killing is punishment, though. What happens? But in, it's an opinion of punishment. He deserves to die and kills him. Can I just the same way in in, with Noah's... When, even the nice story of Noah's Ark and things. Mm-hmm. They kill every animal. They kill everybody bar two of everything. Like, that's cruel. Can I chime killing in all the Killing right. all the baby elephants. Because God deemed... Because God deemed... The earth and, evil and deserved to And deserved destroyed. to kill everything, even things that were not evil. Because a few bad people, he killed everything. When, when, when not... God says... Whenever the person who created the earth says the earth is rotten and needs to restart... We can fight against that. We can stamp our feet and we can say, please don't. Plus, if but he at can, the end of the day, he is the... But if he I, I'll can, plug the episode about <laughs> Noah. But if he um, creates something as magical as the universe, 
we can't even comprehend mm-hmm. how perfect it is and stuff. Mm-hmm. Why can he not just remove evil? So, I that's don't think the story of Jesus. But he didn't remove evil. There's more, there's vast evil now. The evil the hasn't been removed yet. It will never be removed. As Christians, we believe that God will remove evil and that we will live in an eternal ha- paradise it, it, of, of goodness and happiness. So do you see this life as a precursor until that? Are we literally yes. sitting in the waiting room? Can yeah. I chime in we, here? Can we I live chime in like, I'm, speaking, I'm speaking whether you're speaking or not, okay? <laughs> you're, you're basically, you're talking about the morality, the justification of judgment. Is it good to have judgment and things right is it not is it or is it cruel okay and i understand where you can come from right and if we take it all the way back to our very very ability our conscious ability to see value okay the very act of seeing value in something or determining something as separate to something else i see that chair and it's separate from the walls it's separate from the window that tv separate from that uh heater over there right I'm imposing my judgment on these things, right? There's like a trial by fire. It's like, why is that chair not? Why that chair it? isn't a throne? Why is that chair not the ground, right? And it's and you can you can say, well, you're being mean, Josh. Maybe it wants to be the ground. It was like, uh, obviously, I'm not trying to make fun of it. Just like a really simplistic kind of way, you can uphold something. I'm imposing my meaning on this chair. Isn't that great? Okay, this whole all these multiplicities but- of the chair come together as one. Isn't that great? But here's the thing. When I define a chair, not only am I combining all this multiplicity into one, yeah. I'm also excluding the entirety of the world that is not that chair, right? So there's like an, a judgment to it. And it's a very, reli- I, I, I'm going to say this over and over again, that's a religious concept. It's a very religious concept. It sees, but before see value the with- creation of religion, so did nothing have meaning? Yeah. I'd- so nothing had meaning before humans? Before so, before humans, the entirety of the thirteen point eight seven billion years of the universe, nothing had meaning until we came up. From a mechanistic, if from a mechanistic uh, way of looking at things, if God was not there, if there was no consciousness to define meaning, I, no, completely meaningless. So and I don't think there's any case other than that. There's no meaning before that. Well, where would it be? Where would it be? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. If there's nothing to give meaning but to something, then it's meaningless. Animals can give meaning to things, and they don't understand culture, and they don't. Why? Why? Religion. Well, because they get uses out of things, and they have meaning. But I you're don't. imposing your meaning to see they got a use out of that. From because where they have got a use out of that. And but another thing about God and the world, so you can't look at that why? story disembodied. You, if, you're, you have to be in the story. And to see the meaning. If God made the universe, which is incredibly complex, and it's we're not our brains aren't made to understand it. That's why, like when Einstein comes up with the theory of relativity, that we're like, excuse me, time can warp. If someone's going at the speed of light, and they look at the clock, and maybe one minute passes, but you come home and all your family's dead because time warps. And w- what? That's what? I would love like and if that's <laughs> my like, excuse me, time can warp. Come on, yeah. guys. Yeah, like, and this is <laughs> mind-boggling. And if things like this can be created and then he made all the animals and things, why has 99% of the animals died out and there's only the 1% left? So what? If he can make something as complex as the universe, why has 99% of the animals he's created died? So what I would say, 
Right, if I were to give you a book and I told you to flick through the pages and I told you to read the book, I told you to look at the pictures, I told you to understand how it was created and stuff, say it's one of these Charles Dickens books behind me, <laughs> and then I told you, or it was just a random book, and I told you that book has been here for billions of years, that book created itself, that book has been here before the dawn of time, you would look at me, slap me, and think I'm off my rocker. To me, the universe... Obviously, like you said, I am 100% behind you when you say it, it, we cannot comprehend it entirely all of it. Yeah. It's so detailed. The the amount of detail that is just in my hand oh. is mind-boggling you to flick me. But to me, universe. that's so much more complex and detailed than a book that some an author made. Yeah. Is it hard for you to grasp that the universe may have been authored? I cannot understand designer now. So you you would look at the universe and say so, no, there's no designer. I don't think there's a designer. No, we so have been able you, to so see. Can you understand so then how I find it hard? How you find it hard? If I say that this book had no author, you would you would say I find it hard to understand. Yes, that. That's why you're kind of playing sort of the god of the gaps here a little bit. What Meaning, mean? um, we can te- say from life, we can tell you from. In fact, the universe, we can tell you from literally like a nanosecond after the universe formed everything with the red shift and the acceleration of things mm. expanding we can tell you all that i'm not a astrophysicist i can't mm. or a cosmologist to actually go into detail but hypothetically we can tell you all that <laughs> yeah we can tell you what happened from there but we can't tell you the beginning but because we don't know the beginning god did it as it was designed mm. i don't the same with life but we've actually with life been able to show like through there's an experiment called the uray miller experiment and what they were able to show that Atoms such as like ammonia, hydrogen, um, oxygen, and things can, under the conditions that is assumed to be of Earth at that time, can spontaneously form amino acids, which is a building blocks of proteins. And we've actually also been able to show, which is like, um, which is a major part of life, proteins mm-hmm. obviously. And then we've been able to show, I think in two thousand and two, I forgot the name of the paper. But they were able to show the spontaneous making of pyrimidines and purines, which is the foundational building blocks of DNA. So we can show that they can come from life. So we can actually show that non-living things can turn into living things. Mm-hmm. There's a Dr. No, James. And, sorry, just finish what you're saying. Sorry. And but with yeah. the universe and thing, we've been able, with the hadron accelerator, which is the most expensive piece of scientific equipment known to man. Um, they were collecting photons. And they were able to create a Higgs particle. So the photons are like the particle of light. And or like a packet of energy. Yeah, but th- they're weightless. They have no mass. They do not interact with what you call the Higgs. So the, the sort of Higgs boron, mm-hmm. which is what gives everything mass. And it, so they have zero mass. But they have energy. And they've got, they've got energy. But you can... And they can create. collide them together to, to create mass into the Higgs particle, which is meaning... So you're combining the energy to create the mass. But energy thing. does not convert into mass. Like that. What are you talking about? Like, you said, yes, these particles have energy, but that doesn't mean they create mass. So then they were able to collide these and form a Higgs particle, which then... Sure, energy is a different mass. form of mass. Hmm? Doesn't the Einstein's equations not determine energy? And E equals mass. mc squared, but yeah. it's involved in mass, yes, but there's no... Um, so it's C squared is the interaction with the Higgs so 
there is no interaction with the Higgs particle and it equals mc squared. So energy is mass times c squared, which is the interaction with Higgs. And a photon has zero Higgs, hence it has zero mass and then zero energy. So I was wrong to say it was had energy, so it had nothing. And then it was able to create create a Higgs particle which had energy and mass. So from this, have, which shows you're saying you have a photon of light that doesn't have mass or energy. No. What is it made of? I, I don't know. Ideas. It's a photon. <laughs> I don't I don't know exactly, but they were colliding these at millions and millions per second. And they were able to create a Higgs particle which interacts with the Higgs and has energy and mass. And I'll be honest. What is the Higgs? A Higgs boron, it's what gives everything mass. I'll be, I'm not an astrophysicist, I don't exactly know. But we now know, like, say in space, nothingness in space also has mass. So yes, nothing know space has mass. Has a mass because of our galaxy and the multiple Like, nothing is massive, though, which is mind-boggling to me. Like, not there's not one, As it's not a vacuum. a vacuum. It's beyond a vacuum. There's nothing, there's no atoms, there's nothing. Is that not what a vacuum is? Technically, but technically not at the same time. Because there's other particles in a vacuum. Um, no, no energy. You there's mean. nothing. No energy, no okay, nothing. So, how did... How... Do you want to... Would this be a good point? I want to... We could probably do a part two. We absolutely, we could, absolutely yeah. should we just, do a part two. Like, do, as in, do you want to get it now? Because it's going to get quite long. Uh, would this be a good point to... Do a yeah, part we two? could do We wrap up with yeah, some sort. I mean, yeah. so I think that was great. What we've covered is the general framework i think of all three of our ideas um the scientist the philosopher and the guy watching <laughs> i suppose we didn't really talk about why we have our views well, that would be an much. excellent part i think two. we should end at that like explain your story why have you became yeah, experience what you are what is your why have you came what to this view yeah and that's a really good uh that's a really good opening i think for part two okay so uh look Kyle, it's been phenomenal having you on. Really, really thoroughly enjoyed that. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot of people listening. And uh, and f- thank you for listening. If you were listening, um, please uh, give a like, share, comment. and uh, Follow us on Facebook. Us. We've got a Facebook. Um, I want to do a Facebook sort of uh, discussion. There's like, you know, like discussion groups. I'm completely new to Facebook, mind you. All right. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest. I'm I, next to useless. Right. Yeah, but like, um, I think this would be a kind of cool thing that facebook has that i think it's oh that's cool uh but obviously it's only cool if people ha- has some like uh momentum behind mm-hmm. a drive but so just go there if it's we icon is the blue version of our logo uh i think it's just agt discussion group or something pop a wee comment in there why not yeah we'll give put us links in and stuff like that um, uh, but this has been the Birdman. give me give us another bird fact another bird fact yeah. Um, Getting our money's worth here. <laughs> don't put me on the spot like this, boys. Um, <laughs> what would I say? You can make something like 28 omelettes out of uh, ostrich egg. That's amazing. That's the best bird fact I've ever heard. Well, we'll have to test that someday. <laughs> right. No, it's been great being on, guys. Thank you very much. No, right. thank you, Kyle. Right. Thank you, Goodbye. listeners, and have a lovely day. <laughs>